right, so there's curfews going on everywhere, which seems to have... Oh, here's Aaron. Let's see if I can get her. Hello, hello. Hi. <laughs> so it is such a beautiful day. Birds are chirping. It's warm. It's going to be hot today. But, yeah, uh, chirp, chirps are birding. Exactly. Yeah. I, I love the birds. I, I do. I love when I come out of the studio... Uh, the station at, at uh, KCAA, and there's just the, the trees are filled with birds mm-hmm. making noise. I love it. I start channeling Oklahoma, you know. Oh, what a beautiful morning! Right? Oh, what a beautiful <laughs> day! You know, it's the it's it's. I don't know why that song sticks in my head, but anytime uh, you know, I I literally see a beautiful morning. That's the, that's the sound in my head is that what? song. Uh, part of it's my youth. I had a um, a uh, Boy Scout uh, troop leader at summer camp that woke us up to that song. I think I've shared that story before. Um, that you know he he sang that every morning at five o'clock, um, which wasn't terribly appreciated, but it impacted me to this day. That's that's the sound of morning to me. Is is somebody singing that song? I should put that on my alarm clock. You know, and just you reinforce should. it. I should just go all in on the on the. The nightmare of of waking up way early, um, and I say that you know very tongue in cheek, being that you and I get up and do a morning show every day. It's not that much of a nightmare. If it was, I wouldn't do it. <laughs> right, exactly, exactly. Yeah. It's not like we have to get dressed up for it. I roll. Oh, I don't know. Bed. I've got a suit and tie on every morning for my radio appearances. You know, <laughs> I I want to look my best for that radio audience and the and the uh, and the now uh, streaming audience. You know, that's right. I, I would never broadcast in my jammies and house slippers. Never. So unprofessional. Do you know, I, I, you know, when, when everybody with this COVID thing is done and everybody can go back to work um, at their offices, it's like, oh, I've got to put on regular pants now. Yeah. Like, I can't like, just be wearing jeans and, and yoga pants every day. Yeah, you want me to brush my hair, comb my teeth, and put on makeup? Yes. <laughs> Usually I pick one of the three, you know? <laughs> As far as you know, again, (laughs) I want to look my best for that radio audience. There you go. (laughs) So, um, uh, I I wonder because I had hoped that overnight that some of these protests would die down. It looks like they're happening in various parts of the country. You know, as we've heard reports, although out there. You know, with the curfews going on, and then a lot of places have been reinforced with National Guard, um, it seems like the violence was less. It seems like more. The, 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 a lot of the people who were out there were arrested for curfew um, violations, and they were, they were peaceful, and, and they, you know, like they show, at least in, largely in Southern California, but other places too. It seems like that, that it's helping, whereas, you know, there was a lot of concern that, oh, you bring in more people, it's just going to make it worse, and it's going to be more violent clashes. It seems to be the opposite. It's like when, the, when they, you know, are just saying, hey, guys, you know, you need to go home. Um, they're kind of processing people peacefully, and 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 they're doing it in the street. They're not hauling them in. You know, they're basically you know getting their information, and identifying who they are, and saying, okay, now you need to go home. And if we catch you out again, then we will haul you into jail. But um, you know, and most of them are, are being fine. I was, um, I guess, not terribly surprised to see the the video that I saw yesterday. It was largely people in their teens and early twenties, so lots of young people out. Um, marching around, but 
again, most of the video I saw, at least of Southern California people, was that that the protesters were still going out and practicing civil disobedience, but that a lot of the looters and 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 thieves had moved on or or chose not to go out when there was a show of force because. You know, they were basically operating in that that area where the police are down at the end of this block. Will be two blocks the other way because there's nobody over there. You know, yeah. if, they, if they've got yeah. more police out and they've got National Guard, you know, holding down certain areas so that now the police can actually go out and police. Uh, you know, then then there's not much of a gap there for the people of ill intent to operate. So. You know, I find it really interesting, and I don't understand why people in London are protesting. I really don't. Um, it's a different country. Yeah, I, solidarity, I, I, you know. I, do they have issues of race and police brutality in the UK? I don't know. Yeah, um, I mean, I suppose it probably happens everywhere. The question is to what extent, right? Yeah. You know, they're police officers, from what I understand. From, I mean, I could be wrong, but... They don't carry guns. Yeah, but so, neither do most of the population, unlike here. Right, exactly. I'm yeah. not making an argument one way or the other. I'm yeah, no, I'm, I'm yeah, just sharing the, you know. Yeah. Um, and their borders are a little different in that, you know, we are, we have uh, thousands of miles of, of border with two different countries. Um, and one of those countries, you know, gun running, a lot of guns, come, illegal guns come from Mexico. Yeah. Cartels get them. And, yeah, you know, UK's an island. <laughs> UK's an island. It is now. They have a they have a channel, and they you know people could take ferries from other places, but it's yeah. it's an island. It's a little different. Yeah, twenty six mile island. long tube under the ocean. That sounds safe. Yes. <laughs> yeah, it's no, been operating for decades, but it's just you know the, the thought just kind of is a little scary, isn't it? Well, in the coming from the land of earthquakes, yes, yes, it is. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, you know, it's not like water's heavy or anything. Why would why would they have any concerns? No, uh, it, like I said, it's been operating for a long time safely, and so um, you know, if yeah, I were to I, if I were to visit, I would probably make a trip in the tunnel just for the purpose of saying, "Hey, cool, I did it." Even if I turned around at the other end and came back. Yeah, I don't know that I could do it. I don't like tunnels in general, and ones that go under the water, I just no. No, yeah. I'll do a bridge. Thank you very much. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, they don't have a, a bridge there. <laughs> well, so not it's, across the tunnel. Yeah, not so the it's channel. it's I can it's take a it, exactly. It's an airplane, a ferry, or the channel. Those are your options. It's how you get from here to there. Planes, so trains. Yeah, it was it planes, trains, and boats. No automobiles. <laughs> Not all, Although, no automobiles. Well, they do put the automobiles on the ferries and all in, in in the channel, but uh, yeah. Anyway, enough enough talk about that. The um, so, but it is interesting that that worldwide there seem to be some protests in support. Um, and and yeah, we'll see what comes of that. Yeah, I probably I, you know, puzzles I, the 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 police, I, right? I'm sorry. Say that again. Oh, I'm sorry. It's probably puzzling the police there. Like, why? Yeah. Like, why? <laughs> we didn't do yeah, anything. <laughs> exactly. Well, and here's the thing, too. I, you know, I hear from uh, my friends who live overseas that the media that they get about the United States is is very, very often very negative, as if you know um, everybody's protesting with guns and that it's lawlessness of you know everywhere and that it's you know that. It, it just, yeah. There's this, mayhem, cats and dogs sleeping together. 
That's, I think, what they, you know, they tend to lose the idea of the scope, right? Yeah. I mean, the all of the entirety of Europe is smaller than the United States. There's big country. Yes. There's still places where where you can go 100 miles in any direction and not find people um, in our country. Yes. Uh, now, not in Southern California, but, well, almost in Southern California. If you go out desert. into the desert, out into the desert, I'm not sure you can go quite 100 miles, but, um, but uh, without stumbling across somebody out there, you know. Doing something in the desert. Yeah, I was gonna say somebody (laughs) out there doing something in the desert. But uh, you know, you see that beat up Winnebago rolling across the horizon. You might want to just stay away. Um, Since we've all seen Breaking Bad, now we know what to look for, right? (laughs) We're all experts. Um, But yeah, you know, people in Europe, I don't think get a a feel. Well, not only in Europe, you know, in a lot of places, don't get a feel for just how big the the spaces are here you know yeah yeah um, exactly i mean what is uk is the is it's smaller than texas i know that um, yeah that's a whole country so um you know and texas is massive so yeah. i i just it's it's it, the scope and the scale they don't understand and i i think i've told i know i've told the story before but i'm gonna tell it again i remember years and years ago i was 18 and i was working at a coffee shop right next to the um, uh, Ontario International Airport and as a hostess. And um, we had a German, of course I spoke German. I spoke German much more fluently back then than I do now, but um, we had a German couple come in and they wanted to get directions to Phoenix and they didn't speak any English at all. And mm-hmm. so I told them that, that, that Phoenix was six hours east. And they said, what? No, no, what? And they, were, they, they could not comprehend... <laughs> Yeah, that you would that drive six hours to get six somewhere. Hours. Yes. Yeah, and and, and and in that point, you're like one quarter of the way across the country. Exactly. Not even that. Yeah. yeah. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So I'm looking at a map here, and basically the the UK would be like Iowa, Missouri, and Arkansas. Oh wow. Yeah. Not very big. Yeah. Not very big. Yeah. Land mass wise, it's not quite the same. And people you know. will say, well, I know how big that is. And it's it's idea, the, the, I mean, you know, the, in the U.K., they'll say, yeah, I know the U.S. is bigger, but I don't think they really get how big the U.S. is. Right. And that when, when you are living in in London, things that happen in Poland um, really don't mean much to you. Well, if you're living in Los Angeles, things that happen in Michigan really don't mean that much to yeah, you. Yeah, or Las Vegas, for that matter. I mean, it's, you yeah. know, that's, that's still, you know. 100 miles more than 100 miles away it's like yeah you know i mean put it this way you know if somebody in the south of of uh of uh london were to drive or or say even in wales were to drive from the from the far far south of their uh, of the island all the way up to the northern tip of scotland it's not as far as driving from san diego to the california border with oregon wow so we could drive from San Diego to Oregon and go further than they can go in their entire country. You know, of course, California is a long, tall, skinny state, but um, is, but, but they're yeah. a you know long, tall, skinny island and not as long and not as tall. You know, so you know, and and it's and, well, and their width is about the same. Yeah. You know, I mean, if you look at it, I, I mentioned those three states. They're about the size of California. They're about the size of California, so 
Wow. Little smaller. Well, little yeah. Little and, smaller. And, and that's okay. It's that's okay. I yeah. you know, uh, but they need to they need to keep the perspective and understand that when we say, well, that just that happened, you know, twenty five hundred miles away. Yeah. Um, it's still in the U.S. Yeah, but it's twenty five hundred yeah. miles away. It's not like it's happening in my backyard. Yeah. And it's not to dismiss bad behavior. It's not. But yeah. It's, but the news people don't represent it very well. You know, I, don't. I, I remember when uh, the Northridge earthquake hit, I happened to be uh, training for my work and I was in the Boston area and I was in a class when somebody came into the class and said, hey, there's been a massive earthquake in Los Angeles. Now, you know, we're not Los Angeles per se, but, you know, you guys lived here. My wife lived here. You know, um, I don't think um, you guys were married yet. Right. Yeah, no, 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 we were. That was 1994. Okay. Oh, that's right. Okay, 94. Oh, well, then wasn't earthquake. Uh, well, so it, that it, was, it couldn't it, have been 94 Landers. because um, it was the Landers earthquake was the one that was in 1992. Right. Landers but and Big Bear. I was at home for that one, and this was me before we moved to Pennsylvania, so I didn't have any kids. So there was an earthquake prior to that. Anyhow. Um, uh, the point was is that the news was saying massive earthquake east of Los Angeles. And, of course, you know, I'm panicking trying to call, and I finally get a hold of uh, Elaine, and she goes, oh, yeah, I felt it. <laughs> you know? And, but they, they kept showing pictures of, like, buildings collapsed and stuff. Well, it turns out, like the news tends to do, they loop on some of the same stuff. So if you watch it very long, you find out that, oh, yeah, like three buildings fell down right near the epicenter. Um, you know, it wasn't that big of a deal. Um, and so, you know, but, but the news you get somewhere else is massive earthquake east of Los Angeles, you know, death and destruction. And, and so, you know, that's even within our own country. So. Yes. So let's Had talk me in about a panic. food. <laughs> I, I am so, I so miss eating out. We have talked about that. I've been thinking about places that I want to go as soon as we can. Um, I am dying for a hot steaming bowl of pho. So I think that will be the first thing that I go out and get at Pho Mai in San Bernardino. Mm -hmm. um, they make a wonderful vegan pho. So what is the first meal that you're going to eat out um, when you can dine in at, the rest at a restaurant? When I can dine in? Um, I will probably go to i mean because we've been eating out we've been supporting restaurants we just been bringing it home um so i haven't missed too much but i will probably go and sit down at anchos over in riverside and oh have, yes have my favorite because you know when you bring the grilled shrimp home shrimp is starting to cool you know it's not really warm anymore the texture changes a little bit shrimp isn't something that that handles getting cold very well not like no, pizza yeah, it doesn't travel well. No. So I'm looking forward to fresh off the grill uh, uh, shrimp and uh, and their fresh salsa and, and you know, fresh out of the oven uh, tortillas. And, uh, yeah, that'll probably be my first first stop. So, Todd, have you ever made homemade um, spaghetti sauce? I haven't. My wife does all the time. Actually, I take that and, back. I have made it. In fact, I made it not only homemade, but fresh with, you know, starting with tomatoes. I didn't use any, like, canned tomatoes or anything. I was all fresh tomatoes out of the garden. I take that back. It's been a while. I made lasagna with it, actually. But, yeah, I made the sauce. Oh, 
young. See, I need to learn how to do that. Mm-hmm. You know. Yeah, it's been and, a while. But you buy the Italian tomatoes because they're they're more pulpy and not as juicy. Um, and uh, I blenderize them. I you know cut off the little stem attachment spot, but otherwise you just throw them in and blenderize the whole tomato skin and all. Um, and uh, and then let it, let it start cooking. Start adding your spices. Um, and Elaine does one that has like it starts with a wine reduction that is so good. Oh, I so, bet it is. Yeah. Yeah, starts with like some um, some Pinot Grigio. I'm gonna throw nice. that extra beep in for that one because yeah, <laughs> yeah. No, you're right. A good Italian gravy is awesome. So we've been, um, you know, I, I buy this sauce, uh, and I, I may have been ta- I may have talked about this recently, but we buy this Rouse. Um, oh, I've had theirs. It's sauce. theirs is it's- very good. Oh my god, it's outstanding! But it's almost eight dollars a jar. It is, but and, it's it's like the best like packaged sauce I've ever had. Yeah, it is. It is absolutely delicious, and I made it last night with some Gardein meatless meat meatless meatballs. Um, and even our girls had like they had bowls so big they were grabbing Tupperware to eat it in um, because it was so delicious. And they're carnivores. Um, and, uh, you know, it's like, okay, well, I want to have this more often than like once a week, um, uh, at least for now, but it's, it gets expensive. So yeah. I'm thinking, I got to learn how to make something like this. Yeah. Yeah. There, there's some, there, there's some good recipes out there. Um, uh, like I said, when I made it, I, I think I just kind of winged it, but, um, uh, but you know, the, if you get a decent recipe, then you can kind of work from there, you know? Yeah. You know, you just get the, the, the way you want it. Exactly. You get the stuff you like, you know, the, get the basics of it. I mean, the basics are are some tomatoes, uh, you know, uh, some finely chopped up celery and onions and um, or celery and onion powders, if you prefer, if you don't like, you know, chunks of stuff in yours. Um, and um, and, uh, you know, oregano, some Italian spices and you just let it simmer. Um, some people like to add in um, meats, which obviously you wouldn't, but uh, but some people add in some meat sauce to it. Um, uh, you can add in just about anything you like. I like to put in, you know, some pepper flakes or some fresh peppers because I like a little little bit of bite to my stuff, um, which I know is right up your alley. So yes, it um, is. Well, I added um, I added uh, zucchini, uh, uh, a yellow bell pepper. Uh, and onion, and then the meatless meatballs, uh, and it was outstanding. It was delicious. Mm-hmm. So, I been I was, you know, of course we had no leftovers, but I'm, I was thinking, oh, I want this for breakfast tomorrow, but fat chance unless I make a ton, because <laughs> everybody loves it. Yeah. So. Yeah. No. So you're right. You just got to kind of figure out the, uh, the right way to do it. You can crank it out you know and you can do it honestly i mean you you know you can do it in a big pot on the stove but you could also do do it in a uh, slow cooker and let it just kind of simmer for a long time and i uh, have not used my instapot instant pot yet i need to oh to yeah you could put- certainly do it there you know the nice thing about that is you can use it as a slow cooker too oh cool i mean it'll it basically replaces your your um Crock-Pot? Uh, Crock-Pot, thank you. I was trying to think of the brand name there for the slow cookers. But the Instant Pot has the option of do, you know, doing it long and slow or fast and under pressure. Um, and both work great. 
Well, that's good, awesome. Good stuff. Yeah, I'm a big Always Instant Pot fan. Always talking about food. I want to learn how to do some vegan baking. Um, mm-hmm. uh, so because, you know, I, yeah, I, I understand that you can use chia seeds as a as a replacement if you don't want to use the aquafaba. You can use chia seeds for replacement uh, as a substitute for egg. Interesting. So, yeah, I. Never had occurred to me to do that, but I mean, you know, not being vegan, it's not something that's on my radar. But I know that my wife has looked into some of that stuff because you're vegan, and she's got a couple nieces that are well, I have nieces as well that um, are not vegan, but they're vegetarian. And so she's like, well, you know, if you get a recipe that works either way, might as well use it, right? Exactly, exactly. So, what do you think? You know, back to what's happening in the in the world. You know, do you think today will be calmer? Do you think we'll see um, that some of these curfews lifted by the weekend, or do you think it's going to extend past this coming weekend? I think it's going to continue to simmer until something is decided with the other three police officers that were involved. Uh, and, you know, so they, they'll either come out and finally announce that they're not going to press charges against the other three, which will cause another flare-up in people's activity, or they're going to uh, charge the other three with something. You know, uh, whether it be, you know, negligence or or whatever. Um, but I'm sure that, you know, I know that they've, they've announced that they're looking at the evidence and, and, and at some point that will be forthcoming. And I think there's going to be, you know, continued unrest until they figure out what they're going to do with those other three. And then subsequently what they end up doing will have an effect on how people behave as well. Do so you the quicker believe the better. That- Honestly. That there are organized forces who are keeping this going? Um, I don't know about keeping it going. I mean, clearly there's organized people out there keeping the protests going. Um, I think what you're asking, though, is 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 there, I mean, correct me if I'm wrong, but is there organized forces who are cro- causing the illegal activity in, the un- in, in addition to just the civil disobedience? That is correct. That is what I'm asking. Right. And I think that there is some. I think a lot of it is just opportunistic looting um, by people who who feel like they've been uh, not given opportunities and not given jobs to be able to get stuff that they would like to have and they see an opportunity and they're just going to say, you know what, screw it. And I think that, um, you know, Kareem Abdul-Jabbar pointed out that a lot of these young people feel like their social contract has been broken, that, you know, police don't protect them, they, they hunt them, and firemen don't come to their neighborhoods because they're you know, for whatever reason, you know, in their mind, they may think it's because we're black, but, you know, it might be because they don't, the firemen don't feel safe. Um, but, you know, if the firemen don't feel safe, then the, imagine how the people who live there feel, um, yeah. you know. And so, you know, when they feel like the social contract has been broken and they probably don't process it this way, but essentially this is what how, how Kareem explained it. So it's, you know, his words and he's a very well-spoken, eloquent and well-read man. You know, some of these 20 year olds don't verbalize it this way but this is essentially what's going on is they say you know society's not working for me so why should i follow their rules you know yep you know i'm gonna end up being arrested and put in jail or beaten up and and or killed anyway so what have i got to lose i might as well go get those shoes that i like or go get those shoes that i know i can sell and make some money with um and i say shoes you know whatever the item is that they decide to go and loot 
Um, you know, and, and you feel for their frustration. I mean, it's horrible that they're at this situation in their life where that's what they feel, you know, that they're so frustrated that they're justifying this actions, these actions based on, on you know, what they perceive as dead-end opportunities. Now, whether or not that's the reality of the situation, that's their perception of it, you know. Um, I mean, if you look at the number of, of, and I know we've talked about this in, in, in from one side, but if you look at the total number of, of people who have been killed by police over the last couple of years, it's usually about a thousand people, give or take a few hundred each year. Um, but the numbers aren't tracked super well. But but more of them are of other ethnicities than black. Blacks make up about uh, uh, a quarter of the number of people killed by police, and the others are, you know, Asian or Hispanic or white or whatever. Um, which is about twice the the number of the uh, number of blacks in the total population. So yeah, they're unfairly represented there. Um, but it sounds like we have an issue with with police using um, you know deadly force in general, and that we need to address that. Um, Indeed. You know, and, but this, what the statistics don't say is how many times in those cases was it justified? Were they being attacked? versus versus how many times were they, you know, a guy running for his life and gets shot in the back, you know, or gets, you know, he's on the ground and, and, and in police control and they just stay on him until he can't breathe anymore, you know, versus, you know, some guy who's robbing a bank and starts shooting at the cops and they shoot back. I mean, those are both just listed as police, you know, fatalities or police-caused fatalities, and they're very different situations, so... So are you uh, worried about what's going to happen with this presidential election? Um, worried is probably not the right phrase. I mean, you know, it's it's. I'm interested to see what's going to happen. I think that our country is strong enough to survive it. But, I, you know, it's uh, it would be nice if we had a candidate that was um, not only going to try to help lead us in terms of of coming together but also wasn't so old that I was afraid that they wouldn't make it to the end of their term um, you know and and I don't feel like that's the case with either of them to be honest I mean Biden is probably more likely to say come together but you know he has as a politician evolved into today's political atmosphere where one side blames the other for you know what time the sun comes up so you know that's that's frustrating yeah it is frustrating um you know i said uh probably a year ago that i that whatever way this election goes we're probably going to have civil unrest and i still believe that i actually believe that more now that whoever loses is going to be unhappy about that loss um, and and not handle it well, and mm-hmm. so I worry about the tra- the peaceful transfer of power, um, uh, because if if you know both sides have made statements that if the other side wins, it'll be illegitimate, and you know, and so it's there. Who's going to vote? There's questions now that about you know, do you trust the system? Um, and that's not a good place to be because if you don't trust yeah. the system, then it falls apart. Well, especially when we've been primed to 
have a bunch of civil unrest going into it like we are right now. You know, we were locked up, locked up for two months. Then we come out of it into, you know, cities burning and people marching in the streets. And then let's have an election and let's hope that everybody agrees that, yeah, that was fair and and the the right guy won. Well, and, you know, if if you think about it, we started the year off with an impeachment and then moved into pandemic and lockdown and, you know, and then then the the police brutality in Georgia, well, and non-police, the brutality against African-Americans in Georgia and now now in uh, Minnesota and all of the civil unrest. And it has been a tumultuous year and it's only June. That it has. Yeah, it really has. It's, um, you know, you you look back historically at the the unrest and, and, and issues going on in the 60s but we see that basically in terms of the retrospect of a decade. And you say, well, you know, we had a, a a president assassinated, a civil rights leader assassinated, a presidential candidate assassinated. Uh, we had a war going on. Uh, we had people marching in the streets. And I'm going, well, except for the assassinations, we've had all that in six months, not a decade. We have. You know? We have. And God forbid if there's an assassination. Oh, my God. Yeah. Uh, it, that would that would be that would be a nuclear bomb as far as our 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 nation's politics goes. Yeah. No, you're right. I think then I would be very concerned about the uh, the the state of, of the nation. Um, I think that you know I'm I'm I shouldn't say I you know when you first asked this you, you said are you are you worried about it and I said I'm not worried but concerned I think is the word. Um, I would be worried if 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 one of the leaders of one side or the other were assassinated. I would be very worried because then I think people would come unhinged. I mean, and not just the percentage of people that are out protesting in the streets, which you know seems like a lot of people, but let's face it, in terms of just the population of each area where the protests are going on, there's far more people sitting at home watching on TV than there are, you know, out in the streets screaming and and uh, either peaceful protesting or looting. You know, the number of people that are doing that is a small fraction of the population of Los Angeles or Atlanta or, you know, pick your city. Um, I mean, even Yucaipa, which is pretty small, and we've talked about that several times on the radio station. You know, the number of people protesting is small compared to the total population of the of the city. Um, but imagine if something like that happened as a powder keg and how many more people would be up in arms. Yep. Yeah, yep. a little scary. It is. It is scary. I, um, you know, it probably should have an emergency kit at your house. <laughs> uh, you know. Okay. Yeah, yeah. You know that but, earthquake kit that you had. Well, maybe it's not just for earthquakes. Yep. You know. So hey, um, I just saw this come across the 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 news. So uh, Jeff Lowe, the guy who's been running the zoo uh, uh, since the Tiger King went to jail, since they yes. they allegedly he, he snookered the Tiger King out of it somehow or something. I don't know. You know, there's depends on whose perspective, I guess, has said, and I quote, we'll leave the zoo a complete hell for Carol Baskin. So apparently well, before he leaves, he's going to trash the place. Seems to me like that's destruction of property and he could end up putting himself in jail. Yeah. Well, yes, exactly. What an idiot. Yeah. I mean, at this point, the court has said that it's hers, so his will for destruction of property would be a problem. 
um, but he's been given 120 days to vacate, including all animals currently living there. Wow. Well, they have a place to go. They have another yeah another um, zoo that's been built. But, you know, if he destroys this one, she may have rights to that one. Yeah. He says, I mean because I'm not taking care of it as we leave. Okay, so he then further, of course, they don't put that in the headline, right? Um, well, and I don't believe him. I know. think he was right. I think he was right the first time. I think he's going to trash it. Yeah. He says the bamboo is about taking over this place. So, so apparently there's uh you know there's maintenance that's not happening because he says well what's the point in doing any maintenance it's not going to be mine, and they're moving to that new location. Um, what's interesting though is they said including the animals. So she gets the zoo but not the animals. I would have thought that the whole point of her trying to do this was to get the animals so that they could be taken care of. Well, I, maybe it comes down to who owns it, you know. Um, yeah, and the animals versus the property. You know, I don't know. Yes, I mean real estate and 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 animals in a private zoo. I, yeah, I don't know how exactly. I mean, it's it really comes down to who ha, who has title over over the property and the animals and stuff. But uh, interesting. I, I have a problem with private zoos. I really do. Um, I think that uh, that you should get accredited. That you should be if you're gonna house animals do it on the up and up it's expensive to um to take care of animals and if you can't demonstrate that you can do it just like for adopting a child if you can't demonstrate that you that you have the ability the financial ability and emotional mental ability to be able to manage those children you don't get them um Mm -hmm. we're talking about wild animals we're talking about animals that have the capacity and the ability uh to eat people and they will if given an opportunity and yeah. so, you know, if they're left to starve and they get out, that is a tremendous menace to the population. And so I think it needs to be outlawed entirely. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's at the very least, you know, I mean, it, it's, it's a free country. I, it, if they're going to do that, that it has to be very carefully regulated and watched so that these animals are cared for. And uh, and quite quite honestly, there should be some laws passed about uh, you know the the breeding and and there are some laws passed and this is part of why Tiger King is in jail about you know the the um, it sounds cold but the disposal of animals you know it's it's um, uh, if if you've bred a bunch of animals and you don't have a place to sell them. You know that's on you. you. You brought these animals into this world. You didn't. You know they they they're not living out in the in the uh, jungles of India where they natu- You know where they would have some natural habitat. You know you you bred them to be there so that you could make money off of cute kittens and and you know those kittens grow up and you know people have to act responsibly. And so um, you know I'm happy to see. Uh, I'm happy to see the Tiger King in jail. Um, you know, I'm a little concerned that that uh, Jeff Lowe is going to continue to have that, uh, control over a bunch of tigers at this other location. So, yeah, I am too. I am too. So, yeah. Um, I wonder if we hadn't been on lockdown, if the Tiger King would have gotten the traction that it did, that people would have watched it like they. You know, it would have become as viral as it did, you know, 
and maybe it would have because it really is a train wreck but it is uh, well and i think he is such a train wreck that that you know just watching him was morbidly entertaining you know as he was spiraling down the drain i mean the uh and i'm forgetting his his real name joe exotic's real name but uh because i hate calling him joe exotic but uh, yeah, as a personality, he was an interesting person to watch. And then you watch a little bit, and then you realize that oh, this guy is bonkers. I mean, he's you know, it didn't it didn't take very far into the show to realize that this guy is just literally, like you said, a train wreck. Well, not literally, not literally a train wreck, but uh, figuratively know, a train figuratively wreck. a train wreck, literally a tiger wreck. <laughs> yes. <laughs> So, well, we are about out of time today. That we are. So thank you all for joining us, Aaron. Thank you for being here. I'm Todd Brinker. I'm Aaron Brinker. Have a wonderful day.